This is Person of Interest with Q102's Jeff Thomas. Well, Patty Brisbane is a pretty famous name around here. She's a mother, a grandmother, published author. You may know her best as founder of Pure Romance, a $250 million company with 30,000 active consultants all over the world, inspiring women to enhance their intimate lives, take charge of their sexual health, and maybe start a life-changing career. It's a fascinating story. If you've never heard it, Patty is going to share it with us again. She'll also talk about her foundation, the Patty Brisbane Foundation, working to enhance women's sexual health and well-being through research and education. Unfortunately, on the day of our scheduled interview, I was out sick with the flu. But lucky for us, person of interest producer Natalie Jones was able to step in and conduct the interview. And I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Here is Natalie's conversation with Patty Brisbane on this week's Person of Interest. Patty, thank you very much for coming on the Person of Interest podcast. Thank you. I know you've been interviewed how many times over your life? You know what? Yeah, I have been like numerous amount of times, but yeah. each interview, I I love telling the story. I yeah. mean, I never get tired. I never get bored. So I hope everybody out there listening isn't tired and bored as well. But I love telling the story because it's something that doesn't happen every single day. Okay. And there was a lot of people who told me I couldn't, and I did. I've never really heard the story. I intentionally didn't read the actual bulk of it so Good. I could hear it from your mouth for the first time. Okay. So Patty Brisson, for everyone who doesn't know, she is the creator and CEO of Pure Romance, which has now grown to be a worldwide corporation. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I am the founder and chairwoman. I gave the title of CEO up to my son. Okay. And the reason being is because I don't want to take care of daily operations anymore. Good for you. <laughs> so I want I want to that's do smart. what I enjoy doing. Yeah. And that's creating and, you know, the vision of the company, where we're going, what are we going to do next? Okay. So you also are a mother of four, a grandmother of 10. You 13. 13. I just had Baker's Dozen here uh, oh. in February. Oh, sorry. So Congratulations. Thank you. So there's 13 grandchildren and four children. Awesome. Yes. You're an author of two books. Yes. And you have the Patty Rispin Foundation. Correct. And your son's foundation, which is Living with Change. Living Are you with Change. Not at all. I support Living with Change. Okay. Um, because I have my own foundation, the Patty Brisbane Foundation for Women's Sexual Health. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the things that both Chris and myself, and because I raised him, it's like, you know, you have to give back to society. Yeah. You, you have to find what you're passionate about and help those who have no voice. That's what, you know, both Chris and myself are doing currently with our different foundations. But I, as he supports me, I support him. I just started a speaker series called Sexual Health Matters, and I'm really invested in this one because again giving back to our community is so important to me and you know one of the things I feel that women need the opportunity to understand their bodies and their selves better and I wanted to bring panels of doctors in and so I'm on my fourth or fifth speaker series and we started off with what is sexual health what does it entail and now uh, the last one we just did is how do we talk to our children? Because yeah. we know the schools are not doing it. Churches are not doing it. Yeah. And our kids are learning from their peers. And that's not the right process. We had birth through puberty. And April 5th, 4th, 5th, we're going to have from puberty to adulthood. And the questions that kids need answers to We have great doctors from Children's and all over that are coming to help us with this 
sexual health speaker series. You know, it seems just being in your presence and I love everything that you're doing and you make sexual health such a norm and such a comfortable situation and conversation when it's not for so many people, which I, I exactly. think, which I think is, is crazy because our sexual being is the essence of everyone's livelihood. All of our personalities and your soul, it's the right. essence of all of us. It, so what does it teach your child when you don't teach them the correct body parts? Mm-hmm. So when they go to their doctors and they say things such as, I hurt down there because, mm-hmm. our, you know, my flower hurts or my lily or whatever they, yeah. you know, whatever little nickname that mothers and fathers feel comfortable with, you've got to get uncomfortable to become comfortable. And I believe that we need to start teaching our children because if something really, really did happen to your child and they had to be in the court of law, talking about your flowers, not where it's at. You need to be able to say what happened to you and how it happened and not feeling the shame of our body parts. Yeah, We're growing up with that. And, And I taught my children their body parts and I hear women every single day that you know, when I was a consultant, come into my ordering room and say, what is this and where is it? And I just, I believe that we need not only the mothers, the fathers, but we need to take responsibility in teaching our children. Is it kind of, um, have you been, I just want to say overwhelmed by lack of education that most people have when it comes to sexual health? Yes. And also sitting down with many physicians who feel the same way, like let's get on board together and let's let people start becoming comfortable mm-hmm. with the situation and with being able to speak to their, their children. Do you think it's a generational thing? I know my mother honestly never had the conversation with me and I know her mom didn't have it with her. And somehow we picked up the pieces along the way. Yeah. You pick up the pieces, but I've also met a lot of women who are somewhat angry, you yeah. know, like my mother threw this book at me and told me to read it. But once I had questions who was I supposed to turn to? Yeah. How was I supposed to get those questions answered? So not being able to have a conversation with your mother or your father, if something was really happening in your life, who is it that you're taught to turn to? Yeah. And so I think it's important to be able to build that relationship with your child, to let them know, you know what, I'm going to be there no matter what. And I'm going to be there to answer the questions. And I might not have the answer for you. But I'm, I'm going to make sure that we have those resources. I'm, I'm going to get that answer. And I think that being able to have your children come and have that relationship with you is so important. You're going to be happier. They're going to be happier. Well, speaking of your children, will you tell us the story of how you started Pure Romance? Absolutely. Four kids. Okay, so what I've heard, she had four kids, single mom, started it in her basement. I wasn't single when I first started my company. Um, when I got into the business, I was married. I was on. Uh, I was home on a leave of absence. Actually, it was called maternity leave. Yeah. So just like any other mom, I had. I turned the television on, and of course, we had our Oprah of the eighties on, which was Phil Donahue. Yeah, I remember yeah. <laughs> so much. Bell. And so that morning, his guest took me by surprise because it was a panel of women who had gone out and started their own business. And what they were doing is they were going into other women's homes and they were teaching women how to take their relationships to the next level. And so what they had said is that their life had become better. They were bettering the lives of others. They were getting more quality time with their family. They weren't living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm like, whoa, these are all the things I would love to have, but I don't know enough about these products to ever even think about this. Yeah. But it, that subject stayed with me. 
that whole day. And I just thought, gosh, these ladies are so awesome that they they have found their path in life. That afternoon, I received a phone call from somebody I was sharing carpool duties with. Nancy called me to say, you know, hey, Patty, what are you doing? And I said, oh, my God, did you watch or did you listen to Phil Donahue? And I just went on and on and on. And it was like a lot of word vomit about (laughs) Phil Donahue and his panel of women. She was really quiet. And I thought, you know, you got to remember, this was the 80s. It was 83. And she said to me, hey, Patty, she goes, I went to one of those parties last night. And I'm like, where? And she said, in my neighborhood, she said, you know, one of my neighbors, relatives lived uh, outside of Cincinnati and came in and did this party. And I'm like, did anybody come? And she said, the house was packed with people. You know, in my mind, I'm like, people are just curious. They showed up because they were curious. And I said, did anybody purchase? And she said, people stood in line to make purchases. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I said, Nancy, did you buy anything? And she goes, I'm not going to tell you what I bought. But what I'll tell you is, you know, this morning when Frank and I woke up, you know, he said it was better than any honeymoon he ever expected. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, do you do you have a phone number? So I ended up calling this company and I said, you know, I'm really interested. So speaking to a well-versed person on the other end, I just at that time said, I think I'm going to do this. And I became a consultant for that company. So for the next 10 years, I stayed with that company and stayed in the top five living in conservative Cincinnati, Ohio, and the top five in sales and recruiting. And I loved it. You know, the first night that I did a party, I thought I was going to have a heart attack because I didn't understand what was in that kit. I didn't understand all the products inside that box. All I knew was when I opened up my door, I had invited like 15 people and they said, nobody said no. Everybody goes, I'll be there. I'll be there. (laughs) So when I opened up that door and started inviting my friends in, that 15 turned into like 40 women in my house. And all I remember is having like what I felt to be an out-of-body experience and listening to the giddiness and the laughter of these women who were all there for one thing. They were all there because there was a safe environment. It was an environment where they could ask questions, they could talk, they could shop, and they could make decisions on their own of what was going to take their relationship to the next level. And listening to other people who had, you know, tried a lubricant or a bedroom toy or whatever. And it was amazing. So I knew from word go that I didn't have everything that I needed to be able to create my own company. But what I did is I wanted to provide aha moments to women every single night. So I started going to the library. I, you know, I was working for four pediatricians at that time. So I started, you know, talking to all my friends that were nurses and doctors And I just, you know, started building out those aha moments. And I think the reason that my company is so different, Pure Romance is so different, is because it wasn't about selling the product. Mm -hmm. It was about educating women and giving them their own choice. Not saying, oh, if you don't buy that, you're not a whole Mm -hmm. woman. Or you'll never experience this if you don't get that. I wanted people to take their own personal journey. When you first started, was that your intent? Like going into your first party, did you think to yourself, I'm 
going to create this safe place or I need to make $200 or I'm going to, what was your, what was your goal? At the time I didn't, you know, all I wanted to do was have more quality time with my family and not live paycheck to paycheck. So that was my initial goal. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, at that time, my husband said to me, no wife of mine's going to do this. So it became a little rocky mm-hmm. and we did go through a divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he works for me or he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I was right, but it became a passion, yeah. you know, of seeing these women's face lights up, you know, mm-hmm. light up and being excited when I would show up and like, what does she have now? And being able to not be forced into buying anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will come into that ordering room and they'll have a conversation with you. Doesn't mean that they're going to make a purchase. And that's okay. They weren't ready. Yeah. But you know what? When the time was right, that person will contact you. And that's how I looked at my business. That's how I still look at the business. Uh, when the time's right, you'll make your purchase. You'll decide what's right for you. You know, I think... Pure Romance is a definite reflection of you. You, I'm really just getting to know you right now. And in like these 20 minutes, I'm like, you could say anything. And I'd be like, that sounds fine. You know, believe you. But you obviously create um, a safe environment. Now, going into this, you're commenting on aha moments. What was your personal aha moment throughout this journey? You know, I wanted women to understand, let's, let's, okay, lubricants, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, well, if something has to be wrong with you, right, to use one. Mm-hmm. That's but, not true. That's not true. Oh my God, I just got into lube. Thank but, you. Yeah. Okay, good. So, it, you know, there's times that, you know, because I would have women say, I just don't need that. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I don't need that. <laughs> and I would say, okay, All well, natural. that's great. I'm, you know, lucky you, you're never stressed out, right? <laughs> and then they would look at me like, what? Because uh, stress will cause a lack of and mm-hmm. are are you um you never take cold medications right because it just doesn't dry this orifice out it dries other orifices of your body mm-hmm. so it was being able to educate them along the way that it's okay it's all right to yeah. use these you don't they nothing has to be wrong but also do you understand that women who use lubrication has a better chance of having an orgasm and a good one at that so you know i yeah. yeah, I just had an aha moment. Yeah. So, in you know, in having women come into the ordering room who would say, you know, I've never experienced having an orgasm. I've never experienced this. Is something wrong with me? No, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to make women, everybody's journey is a little bit different. Yeah. And it's okay. We're going to walk together. Or women, or woman who's gone through cancer treatment and a woman who's trying to Build back the intimacy with her significant other. Mm-hmm. Not everything has to be intercourse. Not everything. Yeah. So let, let's walk gently through this. So, you know, each woman who comes into that ordering room story is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I wanted to make sure that we're building our company out as a support system for women who are coming in to ask questions. What is your main driving force in life? Do you have like a model that you go through? That you say to yourself every day, or do you have yes. one methodology? What is it? So uh, every morning I wake up and I say to myself, what is it that I'm going to learn today? Mm-hmm. What am I going to mm-hmm. learn today? And because I believe that every single day you can learn something and always stay a student. You yeah. know, I, yeah. those are my two, two go-tos. 
And that's what I teach my consultants. If you ever feel like you know everything that there is Mm -hmm. to know about this business, you are so wrong. Because in any business, you can learn something each and every day to make you a better. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I'm dying to know, have you met... I'm sure you have so many people along the way who think who come to these parties or just about themselves, a hard headed man or woman who think they know everything and that you can't teach them anything. Yes. And then you I can't say you break them down, but you expand their mind. But that's one of my things is when you think, you know, everything that there is Mm -hmm. to know, you're bored. You better look for something else, Mm -hmm. my dear, because you're not where you're supposed to be. Those are conversations that I have with consultants all the time. I mean, there's something that you can find in your business to expand on. There's information every single day that's changing that you can give women out there aha moments about themselves and about their body. But for me, it's waking up every day. What am I going to learn today? What is it? Do you get intimidated? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Maybe. I mean, I think everybody has those moments of you know, those moments, but I, I, it doesn't last long. You know, I, I find my balance and wind back in and just keep going. Say like you, I read that you um, like to break down fear with education or the greatest gift you can give is education. Yes, absolutely. The greatest gift. And that's my gift to all of my grandchildren is to make sure that they have the opportunity to have education outside graduating high school. Oh, that's they're very lucky. They're lucky. My, my favorite thing I've ever done in, in life is go is go to school. And it just makes you a better person. It does make you a better. Is that person. wrong to say? I feel bad saying that. No, absolutely. Okay. No, <laughs> no, I, no. And if my grandchildren are listening, no. <laughs> no, I think that you have to be, you know, you have to stay a student constantly. Mm-hmm. So do you, would you say that you follow your gut? Yes. Your intuition? Absolutely. My gut's my best friend. And has it, do you believe that your path in life, do you believe that you're on a path and you're following your gut and how? Um, the answer is yes, because when I first started in this business, and there still are a lot of naysayers out mm-hmm. there that have said, you know, oh my gosh, Patty, I can't believe that you're going to do this type of business. I mean, do you know what kind of women are involved in this? Yeah, wonderful, amazing women who want to help other women. So, you know, I just never listened to naysayers. And there's so many of those people who were like, that were those types of people back, you know, when I first started who have now, you know, oh my gosh, Patty, you've done, you, you're amazing. I, they didn't see the vision. They didn't see the path. They didn't see how this was going to open up to other women and how, you know, we would start a foundation and we would, You know, we would be able to help women who are going through pain disorders, women who are going through menopause. We would be working on libido and desire. So I have found many legs off my business and I wouldn't change anything. Have you lost a lot of friends along the way? Uh, They weren't friends. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to look at it. (laughs) Yeah, You know, if I've lost them, my kids could probably tell you more stories than I could because (laughs) here's what I think. I think if you use your energy in negativity you're not going to have anything to support yourself moving forward. You're going to be concentrating on, oh, this person doesn't like me, mm-hmm. you know, and I just don't have the energy for that. If you don't like me, it's okay. It's fine. You know, go take this someplace else. I always see those women in the excitement of what we're giving, what our company gives, uh, what we're doing. 
uh, to concentrate on somebody over here that says, this just isn't for me. It's not for you. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Go find what is for you. Have you ever been scared along the way? I think I've had my moments of yeah. being afraid. Okay. Yes. In the beginning, I used to be so afraid of interviews. Really? Yes. I hated it. Public speaking is not really my thing. No way. I'm serious. Really? Yes. Well, you've really grown into, you've grown into it very well. But, you know, if you get me talking about my passion, then I'm fine. But if you expect me to just carry this whole ball, I'm not going to be good at it. Well, maybe I would. I don't know. I just, those are are some of my fears. I'm just giving them to you. You know, because I tell my consultants every single time. Before I take stage in front of, you know, four or 5,000 people, don't think my knees are not knocking Mm -hmm. because they are. But when I come out and I see the excitement and I feel the excitement, you know, I'm there. I'm in the moment. The fear leaves. You know, there's times that you're going to be afraid. And if you're, you know, when you start businesses or you start a new job, I think people who think they have everything are cocky and they're not going to be successful. I think you have to have some fear to be able to say, I can move past it. If everything was just hunky-dory and just, you know, what is that? You flatlined, you know? It's true, yeah. I want to experience all the hills and valleys and, you know, all the bumps in the road. I want that because it's going to make me grow as a person and be a better person. So you started Pure Romance in what year? So I started in the industry in 1983 and started Pure Romance in 1993. And it was by fluke because the woman who owned... The company that I was, uh, and it was called Fun Parties, by the way. Mm -hmm. That woman became gravely ill. Mm -hmm. And the thing that she did that wasn't, that she didn't do correctly, she didn't have good people in place. So when she became ill, if you don't have good people in place, your business will move south very quickly. And that's what happened. And so I remember calling a company that was in Cleveland and said, I just need products. I had, you know, 50 some odd recruits who needed products because they were going to go do parties that weekend. So I remember driving to Cleveland because they told me that they would provide product for me. So we would have enough for our parties. And I remember being escorted into this meeting room and there was probably 10 to 15 men in business suits sitting behind tables. And I'm like, I I just came to get product. I don't know what's going on. And they had said, well, we, we know about you. We know about your business and you have a great niche with women yeah. and um, we don't. So we were thinking instead of you, you know, going on with this whole party atmosphere, which, by the way, is not going to exist six months from now. We're going to make a great offer. And that offer is for you to start an adult bookstore for women. And I'm like, uh, n- no, I don't think that's going to work because Women who want to purchase our products don't want to go into a bookstore. They that's not how they want to be in their friend's home or their their homes or they want to be in a relative. Uh, They want to be where they're comfortable Mm -hmm. and where they can ask questions and they could spend time with that consultant. They don't want to be in a bookstore and pick up a box. They want to know they want to be educated and they want to be able to look at the ingredients and, and talk about what's in that bottle. So. With that being said, I just said, this is not going to work. I guess I'm not going to get any product. And they said, no, we're going to go ahead and we're going to sell the product to you. But in six months when this fails, remember, our offer will still stand. And now, you know, years later when I see him, I'm like, I'm still here. (laughs) 
haven't failed yet. And they just laughed. They go, you knew something we didn't know. And I said, I paid attention to who my consumer was. Yeah. And I knew what she wanted and she did not want to walk into a bookstore. That was not her comfort zone. So I'm glad that I didn't let that fear because I remember driving home that night and I was scared to death. And I, at that time, we didn't have cell phones mm-hmm. or if we did, I couldn't afford one. So I remember pulling over and using a pay phone and called a business person here in Cincinnati and said, can you see me? I'm almost back into Cincinnati. I just need somebody to talk to him. And I remember telling him my fears and he looked at me and he said patty do you think that i do every single job with inside my business and i'm like uh i don't think you do and he said you've got to surround yourself with great people and he said i promise you you do this along the way you're gonna have a very successful business and those words still Mm-hmm. resonate with me surround yourself around great people surround yourself with great people so you know your story is not necessarily a rags to riches but you would you say would you say it is no yeah, I, no no it's been a it's been a great journey but yeah. it's not you know being a single mom i can promise you it was no easy task yeah it, it was hard and there were many nights I laid my head down on the pillow and said, did I give these kids the attention that they deserved and needed? Mm. And I think as every mom feels the same way, no matter what she's doing, even if she's a stay at home mom, which is by the way, the hardest job you can have, mm-hmm. um, you're going to ask yourself, you're going to feel that you're a failure, but it won't come until years later. You know, when my kids now say, you know what? You were the best mom. You gave us everything that you possibly could. And it takes years to, to, to hear that and know that mm-hmm. because, but we're always as women questioning ourselves, are we good enough? So like financially, it's known everywhere that you got that you and your son now, the CEO have created this amazing enterprise, you know? So if money, what does success mean to you? You strike me as the type that money has nothing to do with it. Money has nothing to do with it. I didn't do this for money. I did do it to make sure that the bills were paid. And I wanted my kids to have the benefits of extracurricular activities at school. And um, those are the reasons I did it. Not be in, in to have an education. I really wanted to make sure that they had an education Looking back, those were fearful times, but I was determined. I mean, I was mm-hmm. I was a determined mom to make sure that I got those things done. Let's talk about your foundation, the Patty Brisbane Foundation. I started the foundation in 2005. Okay. And the reason that I did that yeah. is because, um, so we were working with Indiana University. Mm-hmm. At that time, the questions were becoming more complex. Like women... Were coming to me saying, you know, I really love my partner, but I can't be intimate with my partner because there's so much pain involved. I don't know what's going on. You know, I, there wasn't any place that I went that people weren't pulling me in a corner going, oh, my God, talk to me about this menopause stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, I talked to my doctor about it. And my doctor just says, you know, it's nothing you can do. You just have to move forward with it. Uh, you know, our women who were you know, no interest in uh, intimacy at all with libido and desire. And doctors would say, just get a bottle of wine and relax. Mm. So I started talking to our researchers at Indiana University. And what they told me is they said, the reason that these questions 
are coming up and there are no answers. There's diagnosis to a lot of things, but there's no treatment plan is because there's not enough research. The doctors do not have answers to this. So I walked away and I went, I have an army of women. And you know what? Our women don't become pure romance consultants because they want to sell something. They want to help others. So I went to our consultants and said, can you help me form this foundation? And so now we have raised over $4 million to be able to give out in grants. So our doctors do have answers for research for women's sexual health. Own your body, own your health, own your sexuality. Yes. I love that. You have to take ownership Mm -hmm. because nobody's going to come, you know, come and tell you, oh, by the way, you need to know more about yourself. Uh, You have to take the initiative. You have to be your own advocate for this. And if you're not comfortable with your physician and your physician is not giving you answers, move on to somebody else that you are comfortable with. How did you learn about sexual health? If women are coming to you, did you know just through your own personal research? Well, it was when I started working with Indiana University that they sat me down and said, okay, you need more research in regards to sexual health, Mm -hmm. meaning, you know, libido, desire, you know, women who were going through cancer treatment. I've had so many amazing opportunities. And one of my favorite was, uh, years ago, I had the opportunity to speak to the Young Survival Coalition. And mm-hmm. I remember they had asked me to come because I was going to address maybe possibly 50 to 100 women mm-hmm. for what they would call a pajama party. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, kind of an expo where they could go in and they could speak to different doctors and different treatment plans. But that was their night where they could just kind of hang out and have a great time. And so that night I presented a pure romance party to them. And I can remember all these little girls and women all under the age of 45, you know, in their PJs. And I remember this one woman in the back of the room and she stood up and raised her hand. And she said, Patty, I am 20 years old and I'm going through cancer treatment. And she said, my doctor told me that, you know, that atrophy would set in. She goes, I've never even been with a guy before. And she said, I need to stimulate. And she goes, what does that mean? What does all of that mean? Mm -hmm. And the doctor just told her what she needed to do, but she didn't know what that meant. And so being able to sit down with women going through cancer treatment and training our consultants to be able to work in their own communities has meant so much to me because we want to be there. You know, it's not going to be the same. You're not going to have the same experiences that you had before, but it can be better. We want you to know that there's life after treatment. So I've had so many amazing opportunities and I, I, I love that we have this foundation and that we're able to be supportive and be able to be a vessel to give that knowledge. You know, it's so great. I love that you focus so much on cancer survivors. You're the only person that I know that that focuses on cancer survivors and their sexual health. And even while they're going through treatment. Right. Um, Are you a survivor yourself? No. So what was your inspiration on that? I think it was that young girl that night. Yeah. The the 20-year-old. And I think that she set a flame inside of me that says, we've got to start educating our physicians you know, who are out there because they feel ashamed to talk about it because these doctors are, are trying to save their lives. They, mm-hmm. They're they not talking to you about what's happening when you go home. And right now I'm on this, like, <laughs> I want the hospitals to start 
Focusing on emotional health. Yes. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yes. Thank you. There's a need for it. Yes. You know, just the consultants and the people at Pure Romance cannot do this by themselves. Yeah. And, and nor do we want to. We, we, we want to help create programs because I think that's so important because they need to have somebody to turn to. They need people there to say, you know what, we want you to get better. We want you to get through this. Yeah. And it's okay. You, you know, intimacy is not going to be the same. It's all right. It's fine. Yeah. But we're going to find our way back. My goal is to take this outside of Cincinnati and make other places responsible for sexual health because we are the only ones giving back to sexual health. Well, you not only do you give back to sexual health, but I think you've kind of re- redefined sexual health. You've made it sexy and very educational and informative. Right. You have to be because... You're the unicorn of sexual health. I like that, a mm-hmm. unicorn. But it's true, though. It, like, it, it's, it is important. It's important because... It might not be you, but everybody out there knows somebody that's gone through breast cancer. Yeah. You know, somebody that's gone through cancer. The speaker series just worked with Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Mm-hmm. And it's the same story. No matter what kind of cancer you have, it's the same story. How is it that we look in the mirror and tell ourselves we're beautiful? Mm-hmm. Because you are. And it's okay. You might have a few scars, but we're, you're going to get through this. Yeah. Especially because cancer survivors are getting so much younger as we go through. Oh my our gosh! Lives. I mean, I have friends. I'm 33, and I can I have I can count on one hand how many cancer surviving friends I know already yeah. being diagnosed and have beaten it. Right. And so there's a huge need for it. Oh, it's wonderful. But think about all the support. I mean, you've got to come to. You've got to help that person. You can't shy away mm-hmm. and say, "Oh, you got cancer. I can't talk to you until you know what." Because I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Just be there and listen because that's what they need. Well, speaking of listening, so you're a mother of four, and right. one of your sons and his wife, Jessica, have started the Live With Change Foundation. Living With Change. Living With Change Foundation. Can you tell us about that? I have a granddaughter. Mm-hmm. My granddaughter is Elsie. Elsie was born as Luke. Ever since Elsie was able to speak, Elsie kept saying, I'm a girl, I'm a girl, I'm a girl. Really? So, you know, Chris would say things like, you know, Jessica, every time you go get your nails done, stop, you know, or your hair done, stop taking my son with you. And it just continued. And I remember it was right after the Orlando shooting. And I remember being in the car. We were on vacation in Florida. And I was watching Elsie in the pool. And Elsie just was so withdrawn. And I said to my son, you're losing your child. I remember Chris breaking down in the car and saying, you know, mom, I don't want what happened in Orlando to happen to my child. And I said, you know what? Through education and understanding, you're going to be able to help support your child. It wasn't that he did not want to support his child. He just didn't understand. I love what Robin Roberts says. Robin Roberts has this thing that her mother taught her, and that is make your mess your message. And that's exactly what Chris did. He took his mess and he said, you know what? I don't want to just help my child. He said, what I want to do is I want to help other children who are misunderstood. I want to help businesses out there understand what transgender is. And so him and Jessica, his wife, um, and by the way, she's an amazing mother, have been able to go into businesses and into schools and communities to help educate what is transgender. And both myself and Chris 
has had these doors open where we can help so many other people. And I now I look at my granddaughter, who is the happiest, healthiest little girl ever. You know, she's just she's happy with her life. And it was when she was able to have her whole family there supporting her and rallying around her that she was able to step away and step out from that fog, not being herself. Yeah. It's been great to see. And now I'm out and about and people will walk up to me and say, didn't you start living with change? And I'm yeah. like, no, but that's my son. Or I've never met anybody that's a transgender. I am. They'll tell me their stories. And so I'm so proud of Chris and Jessica to be able to help keep the center of excellence here in Cincinnati, Ohio, because you can't imagine how far many people travel to be able to find a doctor who understands and deals with this. Mm-hmm. Thank God we're in, 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 have the wonderful hospital that we do and the doctors that are there to support. At Cincinnati Children's. Cincinnati um, Children's. So just, I want to know one of our last ones here. In general, how... Our society, so you've been working in sexual health for a very long time now, 25 plus years. How has the way media and society talks and deals with sexual health and now transgender sexual health and transitioning, do you like the way that, do you like the direction it's going in America? Here, Here's what I think. I think that when you don't know and it hasn't happened in your own family, Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes you're you can those red flags can go up and go. How does that happen? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, is these parents forcing this on this child? Mm-hmm. Do they do they they tune into something on the internet or you know, and they just decided one day that this is what they want? I just think through education yeah. and positive media, we're going to better understand and we're going to be able to better support everyone out there. Because what is normal? I, mm-hmm. you know, what is normal? It doesn't exist. It I doesn't. No, your norm is going to be so totally different than mine. But we well, have to respect each other. What's well, a great way to sum it up? Make a better norm and to make respect a better each norm. other. That's right. Uh, Patty Brisbane, thank you so much. Thank own you. your body, own your health, own your sexuality. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you. All right. That's going to wrap up this edition of Person of Interest. If you found Patty Brisbane as fascinating and as interesting as we did, shoot us an email to POI, which stands for Person of Interest, POI at WKRQ.com. Feel free to make a suggestion for a future Person of Interest. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. And until next time, for Person of Interest and for Natalie Jones, who did a great job on that interview. Thank you for listening. See you next time. These are the people behind the stories that matter to you. Thanks for listening to Q102's Person of Interest with Jeff Thomas.